Welcome to the 154th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana, where (gasps) I talk about, read about, write about, dream about, amongst other things, video games, video games, video games. And I am joined tonight... To talk about all of our E3 dreams, desires, and whether or not they were manifest by my co-host, Alicia Carabinus. Hello, Alicia. I'm shocked. What? What's you shocked? didn't say wonderful West Lafayette, <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> I mean, it's not, so that's fine. <laughs> but you always do. Uh, not so much anymore. Not so much. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's not. But you always say it. I don't yeah. even know how to act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> All right. So who are you, darling? Um, I'm Alicia. Mm-hmm. I'm a PhD student at Purdue. I study, wait for it, video games. <laughs> And also some other things like, you know, first year writing and social media and digital communities, but mostly video games. All the good stuff. All the good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get started. We got lots of good stuff to talk about. We're going to do our usual what you're reading, what you're playing, what you're drinking. No. Hmm. I did that backwards. What yes, you playing? You did. What you reading? What you drinking? You're ruining everything. I am ruining everything. I am the this ruiner is the of mirror things first. tonight. I'm the ruiner of things. It's so, um, Alicia, why don't you tell us what you've been playing, darling? Well, I have two interesting answers to that question. Mm-hmm. The first is the real answer. What have I been playing? It has been like Blizzard Central up in my shit lately. <laughs> uh, I finally caved and got Overwatch. I saw that. Yeah. Well, it's not just me playing Overwatch, though. It's everybody playing on my account. So it's n- Because if I was playing that much Overwatch, I wouldn't be getting anything else done. Uh, but I have been playing a good amount of Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, play a lot of Lucio. Um, Lucio, I love Lucio. Lucio is the best, uh, objectively, the best character. Especially since nobody seems to want to be a healer. And like, I don't know about you, but I like to live in my shooty games. Um, been playing some Diva, little Farah, little Anna. Yeah, uh, but mostly Lucio. Yeah, see, Lucio and, and Farah are my go-to's. Well, and you know, right now they have the the new special modes in arcade, and there's one that has low gravity because they just released a new map that's like the lunar map or whatever. Mm-hmm. So in low gravity, you jump up and you come down really slowly, right? Yep. So <laughs> Lucio's special, and he's like, oh, let's break it down. All right, so you jump up to do that, and you come down. He's like, let's break it down. <laughs> 
And it doesn't, it doesn't trail off like that. He says it, but you fall for so much longer afterward. And like, you actually end up breaking it down like a full three seconds after <laughs> it's hilarious. So I've been playing a lot of that. Cause that's really funny. Um, even though the low gravity kind of sucks because you have to kind of recalibrate in your mind, the speed of all your weapons and your specials and everything. But like Lucio's knockback and stuff is really good on that. Anyway, I've been playing that a lot. Um, I've been playing some Hearthstone, mm-hmm. but the biggest thing that I've been doing is I've actually been working on a lot of game design. Oh. Mm-hmm. Tell us so, about this. I will. Um, so I have a lot of things to do this summer, which means I'm suddenly developing all these new hobbies. Mm-hmm. Like I'm learning to draw, I'm learning to paint, and suddenly I've been designing games because none of this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, but it's good distraction. So Sam and I had a workshop where we worked in Unity, um, and that was really fun. And ever since then, I've been looking at a lot of stuff on Unity. I've been thinking about, like, a, a good story. Because we, we designed platforms that day. But I've been thinking about different ways that I could enact, like, a good, like, story-driven game. A good, like, narrative, you know, where player interaction really has an impact. Taking some notes on that. And since I mentioned last time, I've been playing a lot of uh, text-based online mafia, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I started designing a game for that, too. And that's really interesting because you have to really think about your characters. You got to spend a lot of time on game balance, you know, and how the different roles like play off of each other. And since most of the games that I play with my community are themed, mine is themed. So then the roles that you create have to play into the theme as well as have good game balance. And it's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing that stuff lately. Cool. It's giving me some good new perspective on playing and thinking and theorizing. Nice. All right. Well, I guess I can tell you what I've been playing. Yes, please. Well, I've been playing a lot of stuff um, because I went to um, Xbox Fan Fest and mm-hmm. E3 last week. Mm-hmm. So I got hands-on with a lot of good shit last week. Um, and even some of the stuff that I didn't get hands-on with, I got to see up close and personal, and that was a whole lot of fun. Um, so uh, I'm going to start with stuff that I've just been playing, because I can run through those real quick, like since I've been back. Um, I came back, I started playing some Dragon Age Origins again. Um, I played Refunct, which is like a little idea at, at Xbox game, one of their indie games, because mm-hmm. it was on. It's, it's only like I think the game itself is like three dollars or four dollars full price, but it was on sale. Um, at one point, I think I played like, paid like a dollar and a half for it because it's a super short game. Hmm. Um, but it's a it's a puzzle based game where you just kind of jump around and there's a lot of parkour. And so you have to push all these buttons and make new new uh, sections of the world appear and then go and push more buttons. Um, and it's got this kind of really soothing music. Um, and it's beautiful. The game is beautiful. Um, so I was streaming. I was looking for something to stream one night. 
uh, and I went ahead and played through that, and I played through the whole thing. Um, it took me way longer than it probably should have, but I finished it in the course of one stream, so, you know, two hours maybe, um, which uh, other people are finishing it a whole lot quicker. But I spent a lot of time talking and exploring and um and looking at like stuff around the world and making sure that I ain't like backtracking and making sure that I turned every little because when you jump on the individual platforms because you're rebuilding a world, they go mm-hmm. from white to green. Right. Ooh. So I spent a lot of time going back and making sure I hit hit them all. So that's my excuse for why it took me two hours because <laughs> <laughs> right because the three of the achievements were um, I think one of them was uh Complete the complete the game in in like eight minutes or less. Uh, complete the game in four minutes or less, or and I think maybe complete the game in two minutes or less. So there's you know like shortcuts because there there are pipes that you can go through and things that you can do to to speed your way through the world. And I'm like you know what I'm not even gonna try to get those because um, those were the th- like three biggest achievements. I think those were each like two hundred gamer score points apiece. Um, but people have done them, so it's possible. And I know people who've done them. Um, hmm. God bless them, because I can't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so I played those things. Um, uh, then while I was at E3, I got hands-on with some some of the new fun games. Um, Ashen was one, which is an open-world uh, game that kind of feels like... It kind of feels like... Um, Oblivion more than Skyrim because there's no dinosaurs, uh, there's no di- there's no dragons, right? And whenever I think uh-huh. Skyrim, I automatically think dragons. Uh, but it feels. Well, I think Skyrim. I think boring is shit. Fight me, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so I got hands on with Ashen. I got hands on with what I think is going to be one of my probably favorite fun games to just play for fun. And Shiggles is Super Lucky's Tale. Mm, mm-hmm. um, it's by Playful Games. Uh, it's a platformer um, on the level of, you know, so a lot of people are like, it's like, uh, oh, what's the other little, not not Sonic, um, the other little foxy dude. Okay, it's not going to come to me right now. It's probably all the alcohol. Um, so... But you know what? It feels what it feels like to me is it feels like the platforming aspects of Skylanders, which I really loved um, the original Skylanders. Uh, So Mm -hmm. it's a whole lot of fun. Um, And I got hands on with that. And I was like, oh, and but it's really cute. So people are like, oh, it's a kid's game. It's not because there's a whole lot of strategy to that game, too. Because there, there's things that you have to do, um, and you have to figure out exactly where you need to be. You have to figure out not only positionality, but you have to figure out timing. You have to figure out if you need to jump or dig. So there's all kinds of strategy to the game as well. And Hang I, on. What? I have to interrupt you. Okay. Can you please explain to me Yes. why in a world in which we have all of us, every single one, you and you and you and you and you, grown up with... Mario and Zelda and Sonic and like every major non-gritty realism franchise. Mm-hmm. And we still see a game that's cute and we're like, oh, it's a kid's game. Right. Yeah. The hell is wrong with us? Yeah. Good question. Good question. Um, so don't sleep on Super Lucky's Tale because that's going to be an amazing game. It looks good. It's, it's so fun. 
Um, it's single player, which makes me sad. But you know what? Since they have like the new co-pilot uh, on the controllers and you can split controls over two controllers, I'm going mm-hmm. to try to try that out with my kiddo and uh, see if yeah. I can, uh, you know, make it couch co-op using uh, using co-pilot. So, yeah, that one was a whole lot of fun. Um, what else did I get hands on with? Do, 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 do. I got hands on with some other stuff. There's a lot of stuff I wanted to get hands on with, especially at E3 proper. But that whole open to the public sell 15,000 extra tickets this year had me pulling my hair out because you could not get to anything. Yeah. There, I mean, there was literally no room to even move, much less see things. I mean, and we would get in line for things and be like, oh, okay, we're going to see this. Like, we got in line because I wanted to play Nino Kuni 2 because Nino Kuni 2 was there. Um, and you know, that's like P's all-time favorite game. And I was like, if I don't play this game, she's going to be like, why didn't you play it? So got in line, stood in line to play the damn game. They closed the line while we're, we were in it because they, it was just too many people. Just too many people. And they were like, come back in a half an hour. Of course, you know, it took a half an hour to make it to the next booth because there were that many people there. So by the time we made it back, it was like literally four hours later. And I was so tired of being bumped and jostled and just pressed up against 15, 20,000 other people that I was ready to go home. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, they're going to have to do something with that. They're going to have to do something with E3. If they're going to leave it open to the public, they're going to have to rework it um, so that the uh, events are split over multiple days or audiences are split over multiple days. I understand like people are like, oh, well, the devs said they loved it. There was so much energy. Yeah, the devs said they loved it. They were they were so much energy. That's because they weren't the ones out there standing in line and trying to get from booth one booth to another. They yeah. had time beforehand to go look at other folks' booths. They weren't trying to navigate this other stuff. Um, and, you know, because of the lateness of the hour, in terms of me finding out that I was going to go, I didn't have any real time to set appointments with folks and get one-on-ones. So I was counting on being able to do things that people have been able to do in the past at E3. It's just like walk up, play the games, talk to people. But with 15,000 extra people, but they said they cut down on the number of other tickets that they sold. So we'll say 10,000 extra people, right? Oof. 12,000 extra people there was no possibility of that whatsoever unless you were literally committed to standing in line to play each game for like two or three hours and and how are you supposed to see a lot of games then you're not you're You're not 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 like that not like that um Mm. and you know i was only i was only there um like i said i was there for two days for uh, fan fest and I'm glad I was because that that meant that basically I got to see because uh, there were like 500 people or less at fan fest I think um, so I got to see all the Xbox offerings up close and personal and then we had a whole night um, where we got to have hands on with the Xbox um, with the Xbox offerings um, if that had not happened I doubt I would have had hands on with anything mm. so so I did get, like I said, hands-on with some stuff that was ex- that were Xbox exclusives, but also stuff that's going to be on other consoles as well. But 
Anyway. So what about Tacoma? Um, Did you see that? I I saw gameplay. There were no playable stations for Tacoma as far as I remember. There may have been... Let me think. There may have been... See, that's the only problem. With the ID at Xbox games... Mm-hmm. Um, so while for like the AAA titles, they would have 20 stations. Right. For each of those. But like they would literally have one station for the ID at Xbox games. Because another game that I really, really, really wanted to have hands on with was Ooblets. Um, yeah. Because that, that looks right up my alley. There was one, one machine running Ooblets. There was no way. Right. Yeah. Um, and it also didn't help that, you know, even that the the Xbox event um, when people were playing is that, you know, people were playing through. They, they were demos. Right. But some, the people were just staying on the machines forever. And I'm like, yeah. And you're already like 10 people back in line. And you're like, OK, so if everybody's taking an hour, uh, I'll get to play this tomorrow. <laughs> and we're not going to be here that long. Um, so you just had to pick and choose. Uh, and what you wanted to, what you wanted to see, what you wanted to play most, and what you were willing to just look at because, you know, for whatever reason. I mean, and I'm totally fine with watching some other people play stuff and then like talk, like over their shoulder and talking to them while they're playing it because I can get a good feel for it that way. Uh, but some stuff I really wanted to have hands on with. Um, I really wanted hands on with Ooblets, but I didn't get it. I'm sad. Um, I want really wanted hands on with Super Lucky's Tale, and I did get it. Um, so I'm happy. Um, I wanted. I really wanted hands on with um, Crackdown Three, which I which is odd because I've never played a Crackdown game. But Crackdown Three, for some reason, it might have been because I was there and I just got hyped for it. Um, but I wanted to play it. But you you've never played a crackdown game? I've never played a crackdown game. <laughs> I know. Shocking, isn't it? Um I I, I okay. <laughs> I know. But I really want to play Crackdown 3. I really really want to play Crackdown 3. Um yeah. So I'm looking forward to that one, but uh so, but I'll tell, we'll talk more about those when we get to the we get to our whole what what we're most excited about best of E3 kind of <laughs> I stuff. I know we're just going to repeat everything that we I know, just said. I know. I, I'm excited. I'm excited for a whole bunch of stuff. But anyway, um, so reading you reading anything interesting? Uh, I have my as you well know I have my PhD exams this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can guess what I'm reading. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I am rereading all the things that I read before. Mm-hmm. Well, not all. Okay. There are some things that I'm not reading again um, because I've already reread them. But I'm uh, mostly just studying and I wish for death. So if anybody has any in a box, you can send it to me. Death. No, don't Thank send you. her death in a box, y'all. Don't send her death in a box. <laughs> you can send me death in a box. It's fine. Um, so that's my life right now. How about you? Um, well, I've been reading a whole shit ton of uh, E3 coverage, of course. Yeah, I bet. Um, I've been reading a whole bunch of E3 coverage, of course. Uh, I haven't been reading a lot because, like I said, I've been traveling a lot. Even before E3, I was, uh, we were at another conference and I was traveling and we came back for a couple of days in between. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, 
I haven't been reading a lot. Like just uh, E3 coverage and just kind of trying to get back in, in a good mind space from being super busy for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, so not reading a lot. I might, I might kind of rectify that in the coming weeks. Just sit back, chill out for a minute, and read some stuff because there's some fun stuff I, that I've got waiting for me. And uh, my mother's in town, so I have more free time during the day because you know, um, well, my kids been going to, to day camp, various in the sundry day camps like Girl Scout camp and art camp and all that other stuff um, during the during the weeks anyway, uh, but. So maybe I'll have some free time to do some reading. I got a lot of work to do this summer, though, as you well know. Yes, yes, I well know. <laughs> my to-do list is very long. But this week I'm wrapping up some things. So my to-do list is getting shorter. So that's good. Okay. So best conversation next. What you drinking? What you drinking, Alicia? Uh, I made a very delicious, refreshing summer cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um, I went back to my grapefruit vodka because my local store stopped stopped selling Four Roses bourbon that I've been so dependent on. Are you kidding? I don't mean me? dependent. I don't mean dependent in like an alcoholic sort of way. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, no interventions, please. Um, yeah, they well because their distributor wasn't bringing it regularly, so they just had an empty spot on the shelf a lot of the time. Um, and then when they would fill it up, I would buy it. Um, so they finally just took away the space, and they don't have it anymore. And it was, like, my favorite lower-end liquor. I'm so sad. So I went back to my grapefruit vodka, the Smirnoff sourced. Um, but this time I'm mixing it up. Check this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm using frozen peaches for ice cubes. Ooh. Aren't you fancy? In my grapefruit vodka. And I have cranberry juice as normal, splash of lime. But I also added some cranberry lime seltzer water. Ooh, for some bubbles. It's light. It's refreshing. And it takes the pain away. I was going to say, that just makes you drink a whole lot faster than my book. (laughs) Um, My very large jar has been refilled a bit. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it does mean that if I'm putting more things in there, I'm putting less vodka. So it is okay. How about you, Sam? Well, while I'm telling you about it, I'm going to pour a second one. Can you hear that? Can you hear that? I can. I can <laughs> hear that. I heard you pour it earlier and you wouldn't tell me what it was. I know. I made you wait. So, uh, there is a new product on the market uh, that I found. Whoopsie. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> is it a good product? <laughs> Are you spilling it? That I found, huh? Did you say I was spilling it? No, I poured a whole bunch yes. of it in my glass. Uh, that I found on the market. It is called, it's by Ocean Spray. It mm. is the non-alcoholic premium mocktails. Um, and I saw three flavors at the grocery store this week. Um, but the one I picked up was the Cranberry Peach Bellini. Ooh, we're having the same thing. Yes, we are. And what I have found is that these wonderful non-alcoholic premium mocktails, right, that you mm-hmm. can drink all day long in a, for a refreshing summer treat without getting drunk. They work really well with liquor. They work extremely well with cranberry vodka. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Isn't it funny how that works? How the, isn't it? Isn't it? Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Who would have thought, really? 
would have thought <laughs> that you could thought? turn your mocktail into a cocktail? Yay! They must have known people were going to do that. They I mean, must that's have the whole fucking reason they did it. But that's okay, so pretend. so okay, and I, I'm looking at it for the first time, right? So it says uh, on the back, it says one nice and simple served in a chill, uh, served chill in champagne food, uh, two with bubbles for a little extra fun. Add a splash of seltzer or soda water. And then it says three as a cocktail. Mix one part yes. ocean spray mocktails uh, with one part Prosecco or any sparkling wine. <laughs> Whatever. Ooh, yes. No, Vodka. let's put Prosecco in the things. <laughs> I love Prosecco. I love Prosecco, too. But you know what? Apparently I like hard enough. liquor better. <laughs> All right, that's true. But here's the thing. If they package it as a cocktail mixer, they have to sell it on the cocktails aisle. This is true. They they package it as a mocktail. It doubles their market. Right. Because then your teetotalers will also buy it. And I'm sure it is actually just a refreshing summer drink. I I did taste it before I poured the vodka into it just to see what it tasted (laughs) like. I just wanted to see what it tasted like as an actual mocktail before I just fucked this shit all up. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was really good. I was like, but there's such small bottles, right? Well, not small bottles. It's, it's a one liter bottle, right? So it's not like a, the size that you would buy if you were buying a bottle of juice. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like half the size of a bottle of juice. Um, so it is actually mixer size. See, that's why I'm just mixing my shit myself. Well, I wanted to try something new. Just for Well, shingles. you got that tenure. Oh, oh shut pardon up. Pardon me. The tenure money. <laughs> Uh-oh, now I have the hiccups. <laughs> See? That's because like my, like my granny used to say, God don't like ugly. Uh. Um, who has to edit the podcast out later and remove my hiccups? I'm just going to leave your hiccups in. I don't care. <laughs> shit. All right, so that's what we're playing, reading, and drinking. Let's get to talking about E3. Let's talk about E3. So I want to start by saying one thing. I've seen plenty of salt on the interwebs about the Xbox One X. And I got some salt. You know, oh, won the won the price. I was I was spot on. I want I want acknowledgement of the fact that I was spot on with the price. Of the mm-hmm. Xbox One X because I said it was going to be four ninety nine, um, and I was right. It is mm-hmm. indeed four ninety nine. Um, but let me let me say so. We went to the uh, the Xbox the briefing, right? The big show, mm-hmm. um, and Phil Spencer came out and told us beforehand. He was like, "I want you guys to know that." Um, in the auditorium where we were going to be sitting to see the show, it was like the world's largest 4K screen, right? It was so big that they had to like hand make it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was enormous. So that screen that everybody saw at the briefing was an actual 4K screen. So we're sitting there and, and you know, and I'm kind of like, oh, okay, so Xbox One. I, I was kind of iffy about it. That, you know, I'm going to buy it because, you know what, I have zero impulse control. But I was not convinced. Yes, Sam. That, I mean, I wasn't convinced that, you know, it was going to be the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the show starts, lights dim, you know, it's all beautiful. You get caught up in it, right? 
in in because you are in that space that you've been watching for so long, right? And then the this desert scene for Forza Motorsport Seven comes on, and you're like, "Why are they showing a movie?" And then you recognize, "Oh shit, this is a game." It was absolutely breathtaking it was like it took that split second of seeing it and then realizing that what you were there for and what you were actually looking for and you could hear an audible gasp in the audience Hmm. and I was like now I gotta buy a new TV (laughs) because it looks absolutely amazing now that being said I ain't buying no new TV. Well, so here's the thing. And I'll tell you more about that, too, because they, they they talked about that, too, right? Mm-hmm. I know. There's super sampling. They also mm-hmm. showed us later, not at the not at the briefing, but at a, in, a, in a separate uh, in a separate kind of small group thing that we had to we had to win tickets to go into, which was pretty which was pretty funny because I was like, what do we win? Um because they had like little raffle tickets when we were going into the into the showcase the next night. Um, but they're super sampling. So it takes that 8,000 pixels and compresses them down t- for 1080p. Um, and it makes it looks it looks amazing still on a regular 1080p screen. Mm-hmm. It is not as beautiful as it is on a 4K TV. No. But it still looks damn good on a 1080p. Now, that all that being said, is the Xbox One X for everybody? No, it's not. And it doesn't have to be because they're making everything run on the, as they're calling the, the Xbox One family. So all your games are going to run on the Xbox One, the Xbox One S, and the one Xbox One X. Um, so you don't have to buy an X unless you just want that kind of visual fidelity. Um, and see, I use the excuse that I'm, I'm old and my eyesight is going, (laughs) I'm like, I want everything Uh to look as bright and crisp and clear as possible for me from now on out. Um, but it was absolutely beautiful. So yeah, that, that shit, you know, they got a pill now to like preserve your eyes from degeneration from the old people disease. So your excuse (laughs) don't fly. I ain't I'm got sorry. the old people disease yet. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but no, I, I really, I want, I want this thing. I want this thing, and I'm, I'm gonna buy myself a TV. That's gonna be my Christmas present to myself. Is a, is a TV to go with my Xbox One X. I might have to buy my Christmas present early since the Xbox is coming out in November. Oh my God. <laughs> <sighs> So yeah, I'm. I'm. I. It is. It, it's, it's stunning. It is absolutely amazing, um, and that, it's sad because people. It made me it, not sad. It was. It was unfortunate that other people could not see it, in the same way that we were seeing it in that space. So they couldn't understand. You know why we were like, yeah, it's 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 beautiful. It's worth it. it if you you know if that is your thing, and you have the five hundred bucks to spend, and you want to do an upgrade. This is a perfect thing. To, this is a perfect thing to do an upgrade with. Um, 
But well, you know, that's interesting, though, because how many people won't get a chance to see it, even yeah. if they did have the money for it? Yes. And that was one of the things that I was talking about with some folks at FanFest. I was like, I was like, what they're really going to need to do is set up 4K viewing stations at Best Buys, at GameStops, at wherever, so that people can see this in person. I was like, because otherwise they won't understand. And we were, and someone else had mentioned, I don't remember who it was. They were like, yeah, that would be perfect, especially at like an electronic store to set up like, because they're, they're pushing the Samsung 4K TV, um, Microsoft is, because they were giving mm-hmm. them away during E3 um, to folks. Who, well, you didn't bring me home a TV, Sam. They, didn't, they weren't giving them away to us. They were giving them away to people <laughs> who were watching the streams. <laughs> they gave away Jeez. like one a day. Um, oh, I should have paid more attention, I guess. See, there you go. What? Because it wasn't me. <laughs> Shut uh, up. They didn't give us any TVs. I wish they would have. Um, we did get some sweet swag, though, but we didn't get TVs. Um, but, yeah, they were saying to, if they would set up a, to, a display with, like, the Samsung TV that they're pushing, along with the Xbox One X, um, and sell it as a bundle. It would be because because a lot of people don't want to investigate like which which TV is going to look good with it. But if you set up different TVs with it and people can see how it looks, they'll be more prone to say, just give me that one. Right. Because, yeah, it, true. it saves it saves work. I mean, I know I would because I hate doing that kind of research. I mean, I do it, but I hate doing it. Um I love doing that stuff. Really? I hate doing I that do. stuff. Oh, I just want, I I want people to tell me what's going to work best. Do oh, the work no. For me. See. So here's the thing, because I don't have any money, unlike you, to support all my impulse buys, I do a lot of window shopping mm-hmm. in that way, and I'll like compare, like, if I had X amount of dollars, what would I buy? Mm-hmm. So this way, someday, when I am a professor, and I do have that tenure money, I will be prepared. I don't think it has anything <laughs> to do with tenure money. I, even when I was a kid, I used to hate my mother with, like go window shopping or go shopping and think about things and be like, Oh, I don't think about it. Come back. That drove me crazy. It drove me. I would, it would always be like, just buy the damn thing because I would hate like going to look at stuff and then not getting things. And then she was famous for it. She would say, Oh, I don't know if I want that, that bag or that whatever. Um, and then we go like other places in the mall and then come back to that store like four hours later after she had looked at every other bag in the mall and it would be gone. No, I don't like doing that kind of shopping. I like to do my shopping here at my computer where I'm at right now. Well, 35 years ago, we couldn't do that. Right. I know. Um, (laughs) but I'm not that old. Uh, so I will read reviews obsessively. Um, and compare and consider like options versus price. And mm-hmm. I love doing that stuff Mm-mm. for a small fee, Sam. I will do it for you. <laughs> By which I mean, you could buy me a TV too. <laughs> that is not a small <laughs> fee. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I tried. So yes, I wanted to start by saying that about the hardware. Um. So next, let's jump in and talk about favorite things that we saw at E3. I've, I've already talked a little bit about mine. What was what was really interesting to you? <clears throat> um. Okay. Here's a place to start. This year, I did not hate what I saw from Days Gone. <laughs> 
I mean, last year, like, I made fun of that shit. All the time. Yes, I, you did. I never ended up writing the post, but I was going to go through the footage that they posted, like, um, during the show, mm-hmm. like, minute by minute. But then I just didn't want to spend that much time on it. Because uh, it looked so fucking basic and also fake. It was so fake. Mm-hmm. It was fake. There were so many times when, like, dude would turn and fire and not hit anything, but, like, zombies would die. It was fake as shit. But the stuff that they put out this year actually looked semi-interesting. Mm-hmm. It was less basic. Mm-hmm. So I won't say that, like, I'm going to rush out and buy that shit. But I will say that as opposed to, like, mocking, I'm now intrigued. <laughs> Which is good for you because you mock everything. I mock the shit out of everything. Um yeah, I thought, you know, that actually doesn't look bad. I will wait until it comes out and I'll actually read some reviews and maybe watch some footage and I might even get it. Or watch some people stream it. Uh, okay, let's talk about that. That's the other thing. So the anthem footage oh. looked great. And, you know, okay, so as somebody, me, who is not a fan of either Dragon's Age or Mass Effect... Mm. I'm gonna hate on everything this this podcast. I already hated on Skyrim way earlier. Don't love either of those games. Like the first Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Don't really like any of the Dragon's Age games. Um, Dragon Age games. I thought Anthem looked really spectacular. It was beautiful. But listening to those fucking people yammer while they ran around in their fancy exosuits. Made me remember all of those things, those the reasons why I don't typically watch streamers unless I really like them. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, wow, these people are boring. Yeah. Well, they're like standing at a Starbucks in fucking fancy exosuits. Well, that's because they're yammering and they're not really streaming. Because good streamers will stream in a way that they bring you into the conversation rather than just yammering at each other. And they were just yammering at each other. And I think that that's what they were supposed to be doing uh, because they were just showing, you know, how the game would play and how you could, if you were playing with your friends, this is what it would be like right. kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, it was yammering and it was, it was kind of irritating to hear it when you were, when I was trying to focus on the, on the gameplay footage, but it looked amazing. It really did. So and f- I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, oh, I wrote about this, so I don't want to say too much on it, but it was one of the prettier games that I didn't think was too much, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because like I didn't, I don't, I don't, I don't care about Forza. I don't care if Forza look like a movie. I don't care. There is no fucking reason to spend the time, labor, or energy on making the fucking backgrounds that you're racing past in Forza look amazing. Fuck that. I don't care. Um, I don't care how much time, effort, and money was spent on making Assassin's Creed 37 look really good. Uh, I found Metro Exodus distracting. The graphics were so good. Mm -hmm. But Anthem struck a really good balance Mm -hmm. to my eye. Okay. Uh, Every single element was not, like, alive. Like, you know, shit 12 feet in the background was just, like, background. Mm-hmm. And you could focus on things actually moving and stuff that mattered. And I think that I'm not, I had trouble describing this too in the post that I wrote, but I think that there is a very like fine, like razor edge line between 
beautiful and rich and alive and too fucking much. Yeah. I would agree. And I think I think a lot of the games that I saw at E3 that are like really trying to push the limits are too fucking much. Yeah, I think what it is is, is that the Xbox One X has so much power that people are trying to find a way to use as much of it as possible. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Because um, when, like I said, with the with the small group thing that we that like meetups that we won, we got to talk uh, with um, a couple of the devs from Mojang about the new uh, Minecraft. Um, updates. We got to talk with the one of the devs on Forza, and then one of the de- one of the devs uh, from on um, Gears of War Four. Excuse me. About and one of the things that the, that was most astonishing that uh, one of the devs from Forza said is that even after making the game look the way it does. And play the way it does and pushing everything up as high as they possibly could can to, you know, mm-hmm. 4K, 60 frames a second. It was still only using 30% of the Xbox One X's processing power. So I think that people are trying to trying to push it as hard as they can to see how much power they can actually use. But we talked about this before. When we started talking about um, new console cycles, and we were like, uh-huh. "Why are we getting new consoles when we can't? We can't even possibly. People can't possibly create games that can use more power than we already have in these consoles." Yeah, and you know what else? I'm gonna say something real controversial mm-hmm. that shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And this is my message today for every company, everybody who wants to make a game, everybody who dreams of working in the industry. One writer, one creative mind who understands story structure and interaction and character and world building and human elements is a hell of a lot cheaper than 47 artists and animators. (laughs) And I love that these artists and animators are getting jobs and I think that's great that's one of the places where you know you you see you do see sometimes more women employed especially mm-hmm. i don't want to speak out against that but man some of these games are going to be fucking amazingly beautiful like wow worlds above other games and yet they're going to play and act just like other games yeah and they're going to cost more and i don't give any shits about them <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be real pretty over there, not on my shelf. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it was. I mean, it's been a question, right? It's been a question: is why are we getting? And but the thing is, is we're not. Okay, so this might be controversial too. We're not getting. We're not getting better consoles. Now. I mean, new consoles. Now we're getting better consoles, right? Mm-hmm. We're getting the PS. We get. We got the PS4 Pro. Right, we got the Xbox One X, which are the same family of consoles, just with better visual fidelity and better processing power. Mm-hmm. There's nothing earth-shatteringly new in, in terms of uh, in terms of the hardware, the mechanics. Well, in terms of the hardware, right? And then, but when they were showing us like the inside of the Xbox One X, it was like, oh my God, they're water cooling this. They're water cooling this, right? It's a water-cooled console. I'm like, that motherfucker is running hot. 
I'm like, they are pushing everything in that puppy if they all gonna- to render extra fucking blades of glass and grass in goddamn <laughs> Assassin's Creed 37. Why? Okay, so I gotta admit, I really want to play that Assassin's Creed. Fuck that game. Okay, because it, no, no, no. Let me explain why. Because it looks like it's gonna play a lot more differently. <laughs> Have another vodka. Um, than previous Assassin's Creeds, right? Um, so you mean to tell me that you're not gonna climb some roofs and sneak up on people and sometimes maybe instead of jumping in a pile of hay you're gonna jump in like a vase or something you know what you're so hateful something i am so hateful <laughs> so but not well not only that but the the stealth seems to be because you know i'm i'm not down for the stealth i don't like stealthy games as much uh but Like, you have a bird this time that can fly ahead and look for you. So you don't have to sneak into every room and peek around. So you know where shit is when you get there. Which I appreciate much more than having to physically sneak there myself. So, I mean, that. The the combat's different. Um, The combat looks like it will flow a lot more smoothly for my combat style. Um, And, you know what, damn it, I get to play a black assassin. One that falls on the yes. African diaspora. That is great. I, and I'm down for that. I, I want to kill people as a black person. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you've played more Assassin's Creed than I have. Mm-hmm. So this is a legitimate question. Okay. How on point, if you will, mm-hmm. are they with their... Shall we say non-white protagonists? What do you mean? I mean, are they just like recolored white folks or do they really know and have an understanding of what it means to be this person in this place? So, because they've had some really interesting characters well, in that sense, right? Well, this but is, I haven't gotten to play a lot of those games because they've been like fringe motherfuckers right. over there. No, I was going to say, this is because the, the Assassin's Creed have, have been coming out of Ubisoft Montreal. Mm-hmm. And they've been pretty good with not just uh, giving us reskinned white folks. Um, they've been pretty good. and Because and they're, they're supposed to some interesting stuff. I mean, even with... Um, Ooh. Assassin's Creed. It wasn't Liberty. What was it? No, it was Liberty. Okay. So I'm like, blah. So this what happens when we podcast late and you drink while you're waiting to podcast. Oh, no. It was Liberation. Liberation, right. I know it was something with an L, right? Uh, so Assassin's Creed Liberation, even with Liberation, they were pretty, they did their research when they were talking about, um, it, I mean, it wasn't perfect, right? But, you know, being being a scholar who studied this for many years is something right. different, right, for, for me. Right, but they, sure. But they did an adequate job, an okay job, when they started talking about um, life in the antebellum South from a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I'm there's, just going to point out that you scaled back from, it was good, they did good, it wasn't perfect, it was okay. <laughs> I'm just going to point it out. Well, you know, I'm going to say that about a lot of things. I'm going to say that about mm-hmm. a lot of things. Um, so There's also a few things, a few, that I'm not going to have to say that about because they're actually good. Yeah, this is true. 
This is true. Um, and I don't know what it's going to be like for uh, Origins because we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen the gameplay. We haven't seen the narrative. But I, I would... Shit, they, they played it for like 15 fucking minutes. I felt like I saw the whole goddamn game. All you saw was, all you saw was game. You didn't see story. No, it was just running around. Right. All you saw was shit. mechanics. You didn't see story. I saw Assassin's Creed. It looked like Assassin's Creed to me. Shut up. You <laughs> hateful, hateful ass. No, so I mean, so, I mean no, we, didn't, we didn't get narrative yet. So, no. I don't know. I, I'm not, I can't judge it yet. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm excited to be able to play someone who falls on the African diaspora. Um, and, and I place more confidence in Ubisoft Montreal doing it than I do a whole lot of other um, houses. That's true. All right. That's fair. Um, I'm going to say this, right? And and this is granting that I am a hater and that I specifically don't like Assassin's Creed very much. I think they're okay. I think they're repetitive. I've played enough of it. Whatever. The, all that said, so that you know where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, I am concerned that this is another game that's going to fall in the category of quote-unquote good enough. Mm-hmm. We're like, it's okay, so it's fine because it's also a AAA game. Mm-hmm. And at least we got some representation somewhere. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm tired of it. I, Again, I'm, I'm, this I'm, is where I'm we get back it. from. We don't have to animate a thousand blades of grass on the screen. I would rather, A, have 50 more enemies to terrify the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Because that's more important to me. Mm-hmm. Or... Hire a fucking writer. Like, put an actual writer on your staff, game companies. Many of you don't. True. I had a lot of vodka. And I have a lot of feelings. You have a lot of feelings about that. That's okay. I have so many feelings about that. Feelings are good. That was, you know, that was the other thing. Hang on. I'm sorry. mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask you, um, since we're talking about protagonists of color, and representation mm-hmm. and E3. So the, mm-hmm. the announcement for the new uh, Dishonored spinoff to, mm-hmm. to play Billy Lurk, right? It's not the first time we've played Billy Lurk. It's not. In, but in this the is the first time universe. she's getting her own. She's not. It's a, it's a standalone. Yeah, it's bigger than a DLC, but, but it's, it's not like a but game. But it's not a full game, right? Kind of right. like Liberation was, right? Right, um, but they they just not they're just not putting it on a handheld this time. I'm I'm kind of sick of you know folk of color getting, you know, right the sidelines like literally the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, getting an almost game, but no, it looks good. It does look to good. me. It looks really good. I mean, for one thing, I'm a sucker for Dishonored, and here's why: I like Dishonored, and not necessarily something like Assassin's Creed. It's not going to be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the same shit with a different protagonist. Mm-hmm. It's something different. Um, to me, the stories are, they tend to be relatively rich and engaging. And even though I think that Dishonored 2 had some serious flaws, they also had some truly magnificent levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just breathtaking examples of level design. And I cannot wait to see what they do with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I- I'm really interested. Yeah, uh, you. I was a. I was not as big a fan of Dishonored Two as you were. 
Well, it took me a little bit because the first couple of levels, I was like, this is, it's not, it didn't have the same charm Mm -hmm. as the first Dishonored for me. So it took me a bit. Mm -hmm. But once you got to like the Clockwork Mansion. I knew you were going to say that. The, even the, just the witches, just lurking around there and listening to the witches talk and seeing that here is an entire level that is anchored by women. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. When do we get that? Well, good question. We'll see, right? I mean, but there's 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 been some other stuff, right? We, I mean, stuff that we saw again was not new. But the new Uncharted DLC that's coming, yeah. right? We get women there. Um, we'll see. We get, I mean, yeah. Your we'll, fave is problematic. Do <laughs> all that, too. Um, that, I think that, I think it's going to be interesting. Oh, so, so I want to say something else, because we, we're talking about games, and we're talking about a, a, a pretty broad range of games. So folks mm-hmm. were real salty that there was not another... Um, like Halo or Gears announced. They were like, we're not getting any Xbox exclusives. Oh my God. But you know what? I was real fucking happy not to see another Halo or Gears announced. I'm real. I mean, and it's not that they're not coming, right? Because right. they've already said Halo 6 is coming. Y'all motherfuckers, we can count on Death, Taxes, Halo, and Gears. Right. <laughs> and another Call of Duty. So, the, oh God, those- Jesus. <laughs> and Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. So those are things that you can definitely count on. And I was happy that what we saw, people were like, well, you know, we didn't see anything strong. I'm like, so by strong, you mean Halo or Gears of War um, or, you know, another Call of Duty. Right. Um, you know, announced new at the at the show. Um, but what we saw was breath. Right, we saw yes. new games for a variety of gamers. Yes. Right, so we saw open world games, we saw zombie games, we saw Super Lucky's Tale, we saw fucking Ooblets. I mean, we saw games. See if thieves swim around, find some stuff. Sure, you fight, but also you're just a pirate, so it's cool. That looks fun. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So, I mean, we saw stuff for all kinds of gamers. We didn't just see stuff for folks who want to shoot stuff. Right. And I really like that a lot better. I I do, too. I like shooters. Don't get me wrong. Certain kinds of shooters like Anthem. I cannot wait. I'm going to tank the shit out of Anthem. I was like, I was like, look at that. Look at that ground pound. I was like. I'm, I'm calling tank with whoever playing me, whoever playing with me right now. Sam, let's be real. You're just going to run into the room. Ground pound. Do some shit and die. Not, yes. That's what, <laughs> that's my job. As tank, that is my job <laughs> is to take out as many people as I can before I die. But you're right. There was some variety and we're starting to see more and more of that as I think as people get more access to indie games, right? The same indie game, instead of just being released on like one platform, is getting released multiple places. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see more success with that stuff. You don't have to hunt it down anymore. It's going to be everywhere mm-hmm. if it's a good indie mm-hmm. um, or if it's a good idea or if it's a good concept. And that's, that is what we need more of. Absolutely. I mean, I like to shoot shit too, but it fucking gets boring after a while i don't want to shoot stuff all the time 
no, I want to discover things and try stuff and figure things out and, you know, game. I want a game. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's the point. You know, and that's why I don't need yes. another Halo. I don't need another Gears of War to feel like we've had a successful offering at E3. Because yeah. I can see myself, because, you know, I'm, we're not even going to talk about the, the number of hundreds of hours I've put in the Stardew Valley. I can see myself <laughs> putting that kind of time into Ooblets. Right? And, like, my kid has already asked that she get her own copy of Ooblets because she wants to play it on the computer. She doesn't want to play it on the Xbox. She was like, because it doesn't feel like an Xbox game, it feels like a computer game. Because she likes playing those kinds of games on handheld devices. Because at first she asked for it on the Switch or the DS. And I said, well, it's not coming out on the Switch or the DS. I was like, right now it looks like Xbox. I was like, I don't know about PlayStation, but and PC. And she was like, can we get it on PC for me? Mm. She's already figuring out what feels like what platform to her, which is pretty amazing. But I mean, that's the kind of thing, right? When we start talking about what, what these offerings were and who they were for is for a broader group of folks. And Mm -hmm. it's not just another set of games that are for quote unquote core gamers, right? Who just want to, you know, shoot shit and blow shit up, but also stuff that kids Right, who are not allowed to play mature rated games can be excited for and say, Oh, I can't wait until that comes out. And you know what? I was real happy to see games that I'm going to be able to play within a year and not games that might come out in two years or three years or even be pushed off for four years. Yep. I don't want, I'm tired of seeing the same shit at E3 every year. It's like, Oh, remember last year when you saw the, you know, the, the the announcement trailer for Halo Six. Well, here's some 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 like cursory gameplay footage, and you might see it, you know, Q4 of this year, or you might see it Q2 of next year. No, I don't need to see that. Show me that shit when it's ready. That's the other thing I wanted to say. There's two a couple of things I wanted to say because you know I want to talk about State of Decay. Yes. But I'm gonna wait. I'm heartbroken. I actually, I actually have some criticisms mm-hmm. of what they showed, not the game, but what they showed. Mm-hmm. But um, so on my rant about writers, on the praise that we've also given the industry about like new games and and diverse game ideas. So I'm limited in what I can say about this. But as you know, earlier in this year, I did some writing mm-hmm. for a game. Mm-hmm. Not a video game, another kind of game. Mm-hmm. I cannot say much. I'm under NDA. But, um, <clears throat> Sam, you know, I've been writing professionally for, <sighs> gosh. You old. Long time. <laughs> um, 12 years? Mm-hmm. 12 years now, off and on? I mean, mostly, of course, I do academic work now, which nobody fucking pays for. Nope. Um, but I, 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 pre, I freelance relatively frequently. Uh, I still get my work out there. I do a lot of it under other people's names. I do a lot of research for people. I don't get a lot of credit for it, but I get paid. Um, 
but this was the first time that I had sat down and not like as a project or fun or whatever, but taken somebody else's stuff and I had to fit my ideas into a framework for that game. And it was hard. Mm -hmm. It was so hard, but it was also probably the most enriching writing I've ever done because I got to think about, okay, so I'm a player. What do I want to see that hasn't been done? And there was this like joy of discovery and like wonder and so many ideas. I ran out of space. I went like way over the word count I was supposed to deliver and I wrote all this stuff. And I just... And so many of the AAA games, and maybe it's because people depend on certain things that they want to see repeated. I don't see that kind of joy of discovery. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. So, you know, my son loves shooters. He's already that gamer. And he loves Halo. And he's been playing Halo since he was like, I don't know, five, six? Uh, he loves Halo 5. He loves Halo 5 because there's all these characters. And it's, for all that Halo 5 has its flaws, and it's like a lot of flaws, it has a pretty rich cast of people. And he likes that. And I hope that anybody out there who might be developing games is thinking about that. Like, it's not about one guy, Master Chief, <laughs> and who he might interact with, especially naked virtual women. But, like, spreading the story out and bringing new ideas to the table. Because not only is that really good for your players who experience that, but as I learned this year, it's really fucking fun for you as the creator mm-hmm. to like really go hard on thinking up stuff and, and like pushing your limits and creating and imagining. And I'm looking at some of the games from E3 and some of them are just like old hat, like, look, I'm an assassin and I'm going to kill some people like for real. Okay. Now you're in Egypt. Woo. Exciting. Um, you're just going to keep making on Assassin's Creed. I, I really am. Cause I hate that franchise. Or, but but also, even games that are like, I'm a guy and I'm going to kill some zombies. Great. Sure you are. I'm a chick and I'm going to kill some zombies. Okay. Whatever. We've done it. But we, we are seeing lots and lots and lots of newer games, exciting games. Tacoma. Yeah. Which I really want to play. Um, so many little games. I want to see more risk. I want to see that joy. Mm-hmm. I want to see games that will remember. Do you remember which Call of Duty in which you did what? You know what? I shot some people in all of them. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember. I mean, so to talk about that for a second, right? One of the games, right? To talk about some of the indie games and the new stuff that we're good at, that we're seeing come out. One game that I'm really, really, really interested in seeing Mm-hmm. Um, is it's gonna escape me because a way out? Yes, that looked great. All right, so it's it's from the same devs that did Brothers, which you know is one of my favorite games. Okay, okay, okay. Really quickly, can I tell you my reactions to seeing the stuff? Yeah, on a way out. Okay, so a way out is like it's Haze Light Studios is who it is. Go ahead. Yeah, it's like a. Uh, a prison escape that becomes much, much more. 
Yeah. Um, so at first I was like, ooh, Brothers, what a great game. It's such an incredible game. Cool. Amazing. So I start like really high on the charts. And then I'm like, oh, we're some white guys in a prison. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then like my excitement dropped from like level nine to like level three. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know if I care. But then like you have these options for things to do to try to escape. Mm-hmm. And you have all these different methods you can try, and that looked really cool. Mm-hmm. So, like, my excitement level's creeping back up. And then the storyline, like, explodes. Yeah. And it actually looks like the game has something to say. I mean, and what it was, if you think about it, it was the same way with Brothers, right? Just yes. when you thought you were getting to the point, it was like, oh, so it's just more of this. The game changes on you. The narrative, really the narrative expands, and it's like, and the mechanics are all built into it, right? Mm-hmm. And then the mechanics change to the, the scaffolding in Brothers is so good. Yeah. So I mean, so stuff like that, right? But then we've also got other stuff that is. That I'm super excited for this, like real narrative driven stuff, like Detroit Become Human. Right? We've been talking about that since I'm they. I'm such a sucker. Fuck you, David Cage. You're so problematic <laughs> and so good. And and it's problematic. It uh-huh. is problematic, right? It's like, oh, see. David Cage is my fave who's problematic. Like, he is the meme for me. It's like, but, but, but are, we getting, are we getting a David Cage slave narrative? Are we what? Are we, what are we getting here? Right. But we're making the slaves like friendly white robot people. Yeah, but there's some black ones too because they got the guy from. Well, yeah. um, yes. The show that I hate with the doctors. You hate a lot of shows. I hate Sam. a lot. Of, I, I hate TV. Uh, <laughs> and you're gonna talk about me with Assassin's Creed? But you're gonna be like, oh, TV. <laughs> yeah, but I hate video <laughs> games. Uh, just some video games. So I I do hate some video games. Um, yeah. Okay, but anyway, so I didn't get a, I didn't get hands on with that because the Sony booth was oh. was ridiculously packed. Um, I bet, but it but looks I did so get good. to stand like right behind folks while they were playing it. Um, <sighs> and it was, but it was, it was, it was just oh. a very kind of cross sectional demo of the game, and they never left one room. Um, but it looks like a cross between Heavy Rain and L.A. Noir, which are Look, two of my favorite games. Can we just talk about instead of Heavy Rain? Can we just talk about Beyond? I know I'm like the only person in the world who liked Beyond. Well, you but know it's what? such a good I game. It, but it's my, such a good so game. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's such a good. It's such a good game. Well, you know, I might have liked it, but mine was so broken. I uninstalled and installed that game like three times. And it was so broken that I... Well, you should have just done what I did and play through the whole goddamn thing during Extra Life. (laughs) I I could not get up. I was just like, people were coming to talk to me. They're like, shh, I'm playing Beyond. Talk to me later. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. So that I'm I'm excited for because like I said those are two of my favorite games to talk to to talk about uh, Heavy Rain and and La Noir um, the favorite games in that in that kind of vein so it looks amazing um, but like I said it was just a small cross sectional demo view that we saw at E3 mm-hmm. um, and that was another thing is that a lot of games that I expected to be more 
fully fleshed out and playable were not. Um, you, you know what one of those is? State of Decay. I, I went there just to get hands on with State of Decay and there was none. You should have just gone there to talk to some fools and tell them they need to call me on the phone. I need a job. You got a job right now. It's called Gosh, student school. I don't need to finish my PhD. I need to go work for Undead Labs. <laughs> call me, guys. I love you. But so I, I the game looks so you have you. I'm, we, I'm not going to tell you what I think about the game. What do you? What did you think about what you saw from State of Decay? How much time are you going to allot me on this podcast? You got. 60 seconds oh shit i'm gonna talk real fast okay so first of all i think it looks really amazing i really fucking hope that we can actually jump on fucking juggernauts and stab the shit Wouldn't out of them in the back of the neck because that shit looks so good um and some of the things look really cool and they're like expanding on the idea of the base and i've read some of the gameplay changes that have happened and the way they've adjusted the engine and it sounds really great but however here's where i'm gonna I'll slow down i'm actually like viscerally upset that they centered that trailer on the white man yeah yeah me too and i haven't tweeted about it because they know me on twitter um and i love them but i I am gonna go ahead and say yeah i'm i'm actually upset and at the end the torch was passed to the asian lady Mm -hmm. which is fine or whatever and i know they love this like fucking beanie shaggy haired guy but a game that had so many dynamic characters in the first game who were not white men for that game's only only presence at this E3 to be centered on the experience of a white man mm-hmm. until he gets ripped the fucking half. And maybe he's not a white man. Maybe he's a white passing man, but he sure looked like a fucking white man to me. And you know what? If you are white passing in that scenario, you might as well be white because we're talking about the games industry. Mm-hmm. That upset me in Undead Labs. I think you could have done better. I don't care. You're going to get all my money anyway. You know that. I fucking buy t-shirts and swag and everything from y'all. God damn it. Mm-hmm. But it was it was unexpected. And they had a black man there with him running around. Sometimes talking, but being a sidekick. And I'm like, why? Of all the games in the world, why would you guys be typical? Yeah, we gonna have to talk about this off off cast. I got I got some some ideas, some things. I mean, and it's it's not about undead because I love undead. The folks at undead, I love them. Great. I love you guys. They have been amazing in terms. They're of so nice. Thinking about diversity and they pushing listen to for people. It mm-hmm. And so I was I was kind of I was kind of shocked too, um, but. Like I said, this this is something I, I say. Now we got to get back on the show. We got to talk about this. We have to we got to talk about not this in particular, but I want to talk more about State of Decay too, especially when we get something more akin to a playable demo or get to see more gameplay up close and personal. Um, because yes, let me tell you something. When I saw that girl jump on that juggernaut and start stabbing girl, him, I about shit my whole pants. Head, <laughs> I screamed. <laughs> I was like, I cannot believe I Mm-mm. need this in my life right now. I was like, where is this game? I need it right now. I need it. I want to jump life. on a juggernaut so badly. And I will die the first ten times I jump on a 
Ooh, pardon me. A juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Yes. We all will. I will die a horrible scream. Goddamn. I hope you edit these out. A screaming. Your hiccups. Steaming death. Yeah. But I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. Every time. Every single time. So that's the. And I hope that your death still get auto upload. God damn. Now I have the hiccups for real. Auto uploaded. <laughs> because they're so much fun to share. So um, I want to run through one or two other things that we saw quickly mm-hmm. at E3. Um, we haven't talked about any Nintendo stuff. Um, I know you don't, you're not a big Nintendo fan. So Metroid Prime 4 is coming. Yes, it looks cool. It looks cool. Um, and I, and here's another, here's another, here's another thing that I have to admit. Never played a Metroid game. What the fuck? Have you never played a Metroid game? Ooh, did you hear that hiccup? I did. That was I'm, pure I'm shock. Gamer. I'm a fake gamer and pure, I've never You are a game. fake ass. Fake game. <laughs> fake. Fake gamer girl, get the fuck out. <laughs> I'm gonna start licking controllers now. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm a fake gamer. I've never played a Metroid game. I'm anxious to play that one. Um, Super Mario Odyssey to be Mario and get to like possess, it just looks weird. Possess everything else looks really cool. I don't know how I feel about it. Um I am it it was mentioned, but you know, there's no like no real mention of it. To be able to to play an actual Pokemon game and not Pokemon tournament or whatever else fake almost Pokemon games on the Switch is going to be amazing. Um because I think that the Switch has really changed a lot about how I play games already. Um so I'm anxious to see a lot of new stuff on the on the Pokemon on the on the Pokemon on the Switch. And as much as I hate Skyrim, I'm almost tempted to buy Skyrim for the Switch so that I can dress up as Link and run around. No, Skyrim, don't do that. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Um, but so that Boring. those things. Um, another thing. What was it? Uh, Damn, I started talking about that, but there was some there was another thing that I was really thinking about that I wanted to really see and get hands on. Um there's so much stuff. I mean, just seeing stuff at E3 at E3 is like, I'm going to be broke for the next year cuz there's so much shit I want to play. Oh, and your friend Cuphead's coming out. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you people welcome to Cuphead if they want Cuphead. I still ain't fucking playing Cuphead. Um, <laughs> Cuphead can kiss all my ass. Um, I your will, whole ass, my whole entire ass. Oh um, shit! <laughs> I'm anxious. I'm, uh, you you gonna talk about me bad? But I want to play Destiny too. I want to play Destiny. Girl, too. why? I, I'm. I still have hopes. I had hopes for Destiny. Now I got hopes for Destiny too. They they fucked up with the story in Destiny, and I'm just hoping they're gonna fix it in Destiny too. 
Um, and because Destiny 2 is real fun to play with people that you like. Like, I like playing Destiny with you. I like playing Destiny with, like, Ashley and Ricky. They are fun to you play You like Destiny. playing Destiny with me because I keep your ass alive. Well, that's part of for, for the fun part of playing Destiny. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm anxious to play fun. those. Yes. But you know what? There's a ton of games that we could play together. We don't have to play that shit. Well, the other game that I really want to play like that is going to be Anthem, and that's not going to be out until next year, if we're lucky. That's a 2018 game. Just come play Overwatch. I like Overwatch, but not as much. I can't play Overwatch for as long as I play something like Destiny. Because I get bored. Because uh, I get bored playing Overwatch. I'm just. I'm not even going to hold you up. I get bored playing Overwatch. I was hoping that we would be playing some State of Decay before the end of the year. But that's not happening until at least Q2 of next year. They're going to work on it. It's going to be beautiful. I'm going to hold that hope. Well, I mean, it's, it's just going to be Q2. I mean, we got a whole year. It's we have fine. a whole year before we're going to be playing that. I need something to play before then. And Destiny 2 looks like it's going to be it. No! <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm already playing the technical alpha of Sea of Thieves. So I know what that looks like. And Sea of Thieves is fun. It's fun to play um, with friends, people that you know, or people that you're comfortable playing with. Luckily, in the technical alpha, I've been able to, I've been on teams with pretty good people. Um, but I'm going to get bored with that shit real quick. I mean, that's a game that I could literally see myself playing for maybe a month or two, unless something really radical is different by the time the game is actually released. It's going to be fun for a month or two for me anyway. I really love exploring and stealing. So see, that's I'm right. Up play you, it forever. You, you steal everything that ain't tied down. I do. And that's I'm terrible, but it's like my game. That's my jam. That's going to be perfect for you because you will steal everything that's not tied down. And then like then shit that is tied down, you're going to jump on other people's ships and steal. And that's good. Um, yeah, that might be my game of the forever. I don't know. We'll see. The other game that we saw very, very briefly, and this might be because I'm still in, in, the, in the love bubble of Breath of the Wild. I don't know if you saw it because I just saw a fairly quick trailer for it was Tunic. Um, no, I didn't see that. It, you play a little fox, and it is like a Legend of Zelda type game where you play a little fox, and the game's called Tunic. It is so cute, but it feels like Zelda, um, and I'm really anxious to see that. Um, it's right now. It's, it it is up on um, for pre order on Steam. But their website says it's also coming. It just says consoles. It doesn't say which consoles, but it just says consoles. So I don't know if it'll ever come out for consoles, what consoles it'll come out for. Um, And I'm trying to remember if I saw it at the Xbox briefing. Um, and because they had a whole under the idea at Xbox, they just showed us a bunch of little games that looked amazing. Um, and then some that, you know, I wish they would have thought twice about putting up there on the big screen in front of folk at their fucking fan fest where they were pushing diversity, but that's a whole nother story. Um, but it looked amazing. 
Um, and then I went and looked up, look, looked up and looked, look it up and look for more stuff on it. And blah, 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 blah. Um, getting, getting a little, uh, tongue tied there, but it looks amazing. And it looks like a lot of fun. I'm anxious for that one too. There's just, like I said, the diversity of games and the diversity of offerings that I saw at E3 this year was good. Um, I was happy not to see shit that I have to wait three years to play. Yep. Um, and because I like indie games, I was perfectly happy with what I saw. I didn't have to see more of, you know, Shooty Man, War Game, Kill the Alien 6,492. I didn't have to see that. <clears throat> um, I was happy with what I saw. Overall. But I don't know. I think oh, and and okay. So here, other 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 statements of shame. So the new Ori is coming out. Ori and the Will of the Wisps looks yes. beautiful. They bought. They brought out at the the at the um, the Xbox briefing. Is like the lights went down, and then like one of the little stands spun around, and there was a pianist playing the Ori music. <laughs> and it was beautiful. And the lights were dim, and then the Ori, the Ori footage came up on the screen, and people started to weep, right? Because I never, I didn't play Ori in the Blind Forest. I didn't either. But so many people talked about how sad the game was. That's why I didn't play it. And that's exactly, that's why I didn't play it, right? I was um, like, I'm not trying to cry. But, and then they, I mean, people, some people actually started to cry. And I was like, see, that's, that's why I ain't fucking mm. with that game. Cause you already crying and we ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> I have cried with enough games this year. This mm-hmm. has been a bad game for me crying, uh, crying while streaming, crying while playing by myself, just crying in general while playing games. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to find a game that's gonna like openly gonna make me cry. Um, but I don't know. I might, you know, I might hit a lull and play the old Ori and, then, and before the new one comes out. You know, I think I'm probably going to because I looked at it so much and I heard so much about it and I thought it looked really good. But then I was like, oh, I don't want to cry. <laughs> but there's no reason not to play it before the new one comes out. And it's exactly the kind of game I do want to support. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have to. There's there's a lot of games that I said I was I'm just I'm just pre-ordering because so games that I'm pre-ordering Far Cry Five. We didn't talk about that. Well, we got the militia mm-hmm. in Far Cry Five. You know, and I'm I'm from originally from like Militia Central. I'm from Michigan, right? Girl, unless you're in Montana, you ain't Militia Central. Girl, you have you been to Michigan? We've seen the Michigan Militia? That's Militia Central. I don't even know why you're playing. It might be Militia heavy. No, it's But mil- I'm going to say like the mm. north, north. Mm. Michigan. Don't make me pull some demographic statistics. Sam. Yeah, I'm going to make you pull because I live there and I know. <laughs> but so what I feel is Militia Central. Maybe Montana. What well, my experience? So, oh, you just turned that into some anecdotal shit. I did. It's all anecdotal. Mm-mm. Okay, Mm-mm. so Far Cry Five. Um, Wolfenstein Two. 
Okay. That came out of nowhere, man. Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, where now all of a sudden we're playing on a different historical timeline where the Nazis have have taken over America. (laughs) Okay, but we've got to talk about the footage that came out with interviews with, like, the team. Mm -hmm. Because it was really funny. Because it was interspersed, like, interview... Gameplay, interview, gameplay, interview overlaid over the gameplay, gameplay in the background during the interview. Mm -hmm. And the interviewers were like, if you want to, I guess you can just run out and gun, but you might die, probably. And then here's the list that they went through. You should climb up on a roof. You should use the scope. You should snipe. You should sneak. You should be stealthy. You should try to take out one person at a time without being noticed. Mm -hmm. And the whole time that they're talking about this, the gameplay footage is like, this dude just running (laughs) through the levels like guns blazing. Like, you can take him on head on, but you're probably going to die. You should probably sneak. So funny. But that's what made me love it because you know how much I hate to be stealthy. <laughs> I know, but I love to be stealthy. So, like, the interview was making me go, Yeah, I will fucking elbow crawl through these levels <laughs> and, like, shoot people from six miles away. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I was just laughing watching this footage. It does look really interesting, but I think I'm. Here's a sentence I never thought I would say in my whole life. I think I'm more interested in Far Cry. <laughs> that is not a sentence I'd ever hear, thought I'd hear come out of your mouth. <laughs> and yet, we're in the darkest timeline. I know. So, though, uh, though, I, I definitely want to play those two. And the fact that you can, um, now there's, there's actual character creation and not choose one of 10 or 11 or 12 or whatever the hell it was uh, before... Uh, prefab characters and you can be like a black woman fighting the militia in montana in far cry am i allowed to be the blackest woman fighting a militia in montana (laughs) is that kosher because i really want to (laughs) i got so excited i was like what is this look at her and you got like a dog bringing you guns and shit i'm like this is the greatest game you can hire a dog to steal guns for you Mm mm-hmm I am so every down game for that. Have that. Why doesn't every game have that? I need like a zombie game where like a dog just like it's it's all like flame in the flood, right? Like a homie just runs around with you and he carries your shit that you can't carry. Mm-hmm. Well, you see those a lot in uh, dungeon crawlers and roguelikes, right? right? But not in like open world games. And to see it now in like Far Cry is like, oh wow, it was great. I get to have a dog. I have to hire him, but you know what? I'm just gonna keep hiring his ass over and over and over again. <laughs> okay, so I did look up the demographics. Mm-hmm. So, active large militia groups. There is one in Michigan. Mm-hmm. There's two in Michigan. Mm-hmm. One in Montana. One in Idaho. And then, like, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Texas, places that you would accept, mm-hmm. expect. Mm-hmm. So, maybe you were right. There's two on this list in Michigan. I, trust me. I, I lived as a I black person know. in Michigan. That shit ain't no joke. All right. So, this is a good lesson for all of our listeners. <laughs> when in doubt, listen to the black folks. Because <laughs> my white ass was wrong. 
<laughs> now, this doesn't have numbers. No. Right. So it could be that those are smaller groups. I don't know. But they are on like the top 10 or whatever, like the biggest. Yep. There's two distinct groups. Yep. Well, that's because you know why? There's lots of. So in Montana, there's lots of like land, like open land. But in Michigan, there's lots of woods. And those motherfuckers mm-hmm. hide in those woods. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I know. I'm sorry. Just the image of like some, <laughs> some white dudes like strung about with guns with like all lives matter shirts <laughs> and camouflage. They in ain't the trees. even all lives matter. They just wear straight up Confederate flag shirts in that motherfucker. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's I giggled. I'm it's, sorry. it's no joke. It's no joke. Um, so, yeah, I mean. That that there is that, there is that. Okay, so, um, I gotta ask you this because we're running, oh, we're running long. And that's okay. Yeah. But okay. What was your favorite thing you saw at E three, or from E three? Girl, everybody knows what my favorite thing was that I saw at E three. Okay. Other than State of Decay, what was your other oh, favorite shit. thing? Shit. Your favorite new thing. Um. I will say I got unreasonably excited about Anthem, and I didn't expect to. That's yeah. what was so surprising. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, look, it's a show. What's happening here? Yes. And it was like that was it. I just laid back on the couch, and I was kind of like one eye in that shit. I was like, okay, Bioware. Oh. Yeah. And then I sat up. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wasn't expecting it, you know? And I don't know, it could be, I know, you love that shit. So I'm going to talk to everybody else. It could be like your pumpkin spice latte, run around in an exosuit and do shit game. <laughs> um, maybe. But it looks cool from here, from this vantage point. And I will say that I do, as much as I ragged on Metro... And as much as I also think that maybe Metro Exodus kind of does a disadvantage to the franchise, it still seemed like an interesting concept. You could do the thing that you weren't really supposed to do in the Metro games. But then again, does that just make Metro every other open world game? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. So that's the question I had there. Mm -hmm. Um. If it wasn't for the uh, the guy obnoxiously doing esports announcing during the Darwin Project stuff during the show, yeah, the Darwin Project would have looked really great. But I was like, please, somebody put a sock in this guy's mouth. Oh my god, shut up! Um, I would play some like battle royale shit with people. Uh, that'd be fun. So I don't know. So the battle royale thing is huge this year. Huge, mm-hmm. right? So between. Uh, the Darwin Project and PUBG, and right. I think there was another one. Right, PUBG is already out on PC, but this, but it's going to have a, I think, a console exclusive on the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there are tons of people that are super excited for that. And the so the thing is, is I think I'm just not good enough at stealth and shooters anymore because I I have reached a certain age and my reflexes are too fucking slow. Yeah, I'm probably not either, but 
Don't no, I you're, probably but you're still good. You're still super good at sniping and shit like that. I played these games. I oh, played thank you. shooters with you. So I know you have a whole lot better chance of making it down to top ten, if not top one on best out of a hundred. I'm going out ninety-nine. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot one motherfucker and then die. That's what's gonna happen. Um I am really good at hiding. You said who's really you are? I am. I'm good at hiding. You are. That's what makes you a good sniper. That's what makes you a good sniper. Um, so, I mean, and that's why I'm skeptical about like PUBG and, but the Darwin project looked really good. And the, really and the shoutcaster, yeah, he was, he was there and that place was already super loud and he was like, like shouting and yeah, I was like, he was yelling, dude, you yeah. are distracting. I can't even like, watch sh- the footage. Trying to watch the game. And, but, <laughs> But I like the I, I like the idea of somebody commentating like that. The, this to me, this is this is so embarrassing, kind of. But like that's the future, right? Right. Like many years ago, I don't know if y'all any of y'all saw the movie like Series Seven, and then there was Battle Royale and all this other stuff. But I, I'm I'm like sitting there watching the Xbox thing, and I'm like, oh, we're like a step closer to the future in which we all just kill each other on reality TV. It's going to be so fun, right? Like Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, and the was it the Running <laughs> yeah. Man. But okay, so here's the thing. Here's another thing about that game, and I don't know if you caught it during the broadcast. Is it's got a mixer tie-in for streamers, mm-hmm. and people watching your stream will be able to affect your game. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. That's kind of exciting. It's exciting for that kind of interactivity between gaming and streaming. So I might be a, a way more into that as a as a spectator than I am as an actual player. But like I said, the Darwin Project, if I play any Battle Royale game, it's going to be the Darwin Project. It's not going to be PUBG because PUBG like, looks, looks to me like I'm going to die 99 every time. Every time. I'm going to find some poor 12-year-old child who is just worse in the game than me to kill every time, and then I'm going to die. <laughs> That's just a really sad image, Sam. <laughs> I'm going to ask you not to do that. <laughs> you just ruined that kid's day. Yep. And I'm going to do it every time. God damn. I'm going to find the same All kid. Right. I'm going to so friend I'm gonna, him. I'm going to friend him on Xbox just so we can play together and I can make sure no, I see, got one No, see, that's probably going to be my kid. Yep. Your kid. Don't kill my kid every time you fucking log in. You know how to play that shit. All right. I'm going to change tax just a little bit because there is a game at E3 announced that I'm a little uncertain of. Okay. Why the... I'm so torn. Why a Life is Strange prequel when we already know that story and there's not really any suspense? Mm, yeah. The story of uh, Chloe and Rachel. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm sort of like, okay, are they just going to focus on developing the characters? Because m- maybe that could be interesting. It might, but it's, but it, did you notice it's short too? It's only three episodes. Yeah, but also like it, it looked like they're building up to be really suspenseful. I'm like, Psst, guys, Rachel's dead. We already we know. know how it ends. <laughs> I can take you to where she's buried. <laughs> right. So like I'm. I don't I don't know how it's going to go and I feel like they very masterfully made that trailer to like keep you guessing and I can't decide if like that's a trick and I should be mad that they want my money for some shit that I already know <laughs> or if it's actually going to be good and I should like throw all of my money at them. Mm-hmm. 
fuckers. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna pay them your it's probably gonna be fourteen ninety nine because it's only three episodes. But I you, know, you and I'm probably them. gonna get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I'm a little salty about it. That's okay. You can still give it to them. I know you. <laughs> I know you. Well, I might wait like three weeks to play it. <laughs> no, you won't. That'll be my protest. No, you won't. Shut up. You're a liar. I Shut know up. you. All right, fine. So, okay, so uh, I was going to say for my best of E3, I was going to say Anthem, but since you already took it, I'm going to take something I'm else. sorry. Okay. Um, because that's a given. If you say fucking Assassin's Creed, I'm coming through my headset. <laughs> and I'm going to kick your ass. I really want to play Assassin's Creed. I'm going to buy Assassin's Creed, and I'm going to play Assassin's Creed. Just play Crackdown. That shit looks good. I, I want to play Crackdown a lot. I am going to play Crackdown, and I want you to play Crackdown with me. Okay. Um, but I will play Crackdown. Um, but like I said, it's, it's, this is Crackdown 3. Even though I've never played a Crackdown before, um, I'm not really going to say that's matter. my best up because it's not something new. Really? I'm going to nerd out for a minute and say Ooh. it's a tie between Ooblets and Super Lucky's Tale. Oh, shit. You might, are you drinking a PBR right now? Because you're being like really edgy. <laughs> did you like, did you grow a man bun? No. No. <laughs> but no, it's because in the last two years, I have put in more hours playing Stardew Valley than any other game. Not to get not all together, but any other yes. single game. So no, I feel you. I can see myself. Should I played more Stardew Valley in like a week than I did any other game? Yeah. So I can seriously see myself putting in a lot of time in Ooblets. Um and Super Lucky's Tale was just fun. It was just fun. I mean, I sat down and played that game and then I was I played it for and I was like, oh, I guess I should get up and move move along and play something else or at least look around and look at other people play something else or get another drink or something. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I really enjoyed Super Lucky's Tale. So those would be one of those two. I would say those two are tied. But yeah, really Anthem. Anthem. That's going to be the no. business. It I'm, better I'm, be. I'm gonna be mad. I'm not. hesitantly excited about Anthem. I'm with you on these others. How about how about worst of? Ooh, worst of. Okay. There's only one answer. Don't front. Okay, so there's worst of for several reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, there's worst of for personal reasons and foundational art is cuphead um sam just keep hating cuphead. I, i'm always hate cuphead worst of for political reasons bad choices on this on the part of microsoft in terms of choosing a developer who has been oh oh so pick me pick me i know what you're gonna say who has been uh so anti-diversity in the community at a community at a community event where they were pushing diversity the last night um mm-hmm. i'm writing about that y'all so you can you'll, you'll hear about this more because i okay also unpopular opinion 
I don't think it's that pretty either. I, I don't either. I, we, we, we were just talking about this a couple weeks ago. We were talking about this whole, the whole nostalgia for these pixelated games. Mm-hmm. And not only was it not, not nostalgia for pixelated games, it looked like shit. Um, I like the backgrounds. But once once they introduced like the pixelated stuff against the backgrounds, I was like, that just looks discordant. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not down with that. And I thought about you when I first saw the game. I was like, I was like, ooh, I was like, I wonder if Alicia gonna be torn on this because you because I know how much you like the cyberpunk games. I do. Um, yeah, so that that was a bad bad choice in terms of Microsoft for for put for putting that out on the forefront. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck that game. Fuck all that. Um sorry y'all. Yeah, that was a bad choice. I I don't know um if someone didn't know, didn't recognize or what happened with that. Um No, let me let me answer that one for you. And if there's anybody at Xbox who happens to be listening, please pay attention. I noticed that you guys don't give a fuck. Perhaps you should consider giving a fuck. Yeah, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. I mean, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say I don't. They just didn't know because I won't because they've they've put a lot of effort into pushing diversity. They've put a lot of effort into pushing diversity. And I wanna I wanna hope that that was a oops and not a eh, fuck them. Um I really want to hope that's what that was. Um, so nah, it was it was a fuck em. It might have been. No, because here's what it is: because there are people who will buy it because they love cyberpunk and they love the nostalgia, pixelated art shit, and oh my gosh, let's do the thing. And maybe the gameplay won't be that spectacular, but whatever, it doesn't matter. It will still sell, and that's what they care about. Sam, I'm sorry. Yeah. They can push diversity and also do that. And they're doing both. And they're talking out the, out the side of their necks. Ugh. I don't want to think that. I don't want to think that. I, I You know, I, I, the, it's like shit is so bad that I, I need some positive at some point in my life. <laughs> and this might so not be it. what you're saying is you don't want to be friends with me anymore? No, that is not what I'm saying. You keep me grounded. No, <laughs> oh, life keeps me grounded. Life keeps me grounded. <laughs> I was about to say, like, uh, you live in America and you brown. Right. Life keeps me grounded. Shit, you even gay me. and brown. Right. And a woman. Right. Fuck. So, okay. And here might be an unpopular opinion. Opinion. Um, the thing that I saw that I liked least for in terms of gameplay. And this is probably because... I don't know if it was the best decision to bring the demo that they had to E3 um, because the game looked fucking phenomenal from the trailer and what they had in terms of gameplay. But the demo was more like a technical alpha demo. And I played and I was like, there's no challenge to this because and but and it's I don't think it's because I'm that good of a gamer, but someone that um, I was hanging out with had watched someone else play and they were like, it's, they were like, that's like Dark Souls hard. That dude kept dying over and over again. I was like, I played through that entire demo and did not die once um, because it felt more like a technical alpha. But the uh, new action RPG that's coming out, Ashen. Mm-hmm. It was 
it was too easy. I mean, it was too easy. There was nothing there. There was nothing there in terms of the story. It was just grab shit and fight. And the fighting wasn't, the fighting wasn't difficult. There was no challenge. Um, apparently mm. for some folks, there was a challenge, but maybe it's just because I play so many RPGs that I'm just used to, I'm just used to killing shit like all the time. Um, and, and my reflexes don't affect my killing in RPGs in the way that it does <laughs> in shooters. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I did. I played through the entire demo and didn't die once. If you got, if you have a, you need to show me that there's going to be a challenge. Because yeah, I like story, but I also like a little challenge. I don't want it to be brutally Dark Souls hard, but I want it to be hard enough that I'm like not feeling like I'm just, you know, I'm pressing X to Jason over right. and over again. So like, The Last of Us, except for the moments where you have to navigate alongside the AI. <laughs> Now you go hate on that last of us. I will hate that game until I die. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I got I like I said, I still have high hopes for Ashen. Uh because the trailer and the gameplay footage that they showed look phenomenal. Um I think they just I think they just did uh made a bad choice in terms of the demo that they brought. Mm. And it's not come and the thing is it's not coming out until at least Q2 of next year is when it's slated to come out. So it probably is just not far enough along that they had something adequate to play. And that that goes back to part of the the reason that I said I was happy to see stuff that was coming out fairly soon instead of stuff that I got to wait 2 or 3 years to play. Like King's Way. Yeah. Girl. It's only on PC. <laughs> if if anything ever gets me to finally dual boot my computer, <laughs> it's going to be motherfucking King's Way. That should look so good. Yep. Uh, the, there's some phenomenal stuff coming out, man. King's Way. It's fun to sing. There is some phenomenal stuff coming out. I can't wait. I think we've got a couple of good years coming. I mean, you know, except for the Xbox One X and the advent of more powerful and expensive games and the crushing of the the poor gamer trying to keep up. Sure, it's going to be a great few years. No, but it's not. Because you can... (laughs) No, all the games coming out, you will still be able to play on on your Xbox One that you have. Yes. Yes. Sure. Except for that extra content that you paid extra for that only you get... Because you have the special system. They're not going to say that stuff at E3, Sam. It doesn't sell well. It doesn't play well. But it's coming. I don't know. That's not the way they were, that's not the way they were billing it. The way they've been pushing it All is... Right. Somebody write this down. In June of the year of our Lord, 2017, Alicia predicts some pay-to-play nonsense. While Sam defends the integrity of Microsoft to remain ethical. Okay, so you know you know me. I play all the consoles, but I have always been an Xbox fangirl. I just am. Mm-hmm. It's my console I, of choice. You know what? I confess that after a long time of hating on Microsoft everything, and I'm still a very dedicated Mac owner... I do love the Xbox. Yeah. But I ain't going to pretend that they're ethical or that they give a shit about you or me or anyone else. They don't. 
I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a company. It's a company. Mm-hmm. They have in America. There is method to their madness, and it's bottom line. Y'all, we elected Trump as president. <laughs> That's we almost a thing got that happened. A full episode without mentioning him. <laughs> <laughs> that happened months ago. Motherfucker's still there. Um. So yeah, I don't have the same confidence that you do. That this won't come back to bite us in the ass some way. It won't be right away. It might be 2019 before we start to see it. But I promise you, it's going to happen. You know, it might also be my, oh, well, I'm going to buy one, so I ain't worried about it. Kind of <laughs> yeah. But that's not the attitude I that have. I got mine mentality. I am in all seriousness. I am not there. I'm not there. But... You know, all in all, I think E3 was pretty good. I was happy Poor with Poor console gamers matter, Sam. Huh? Poor console gamers matter. Oh. Shut up. I will. I shouldn't be co-opting. Mm-hmm. But we do. I'm, I'm anxious to play a lot of the indie games. I'm anxious to play a lot of the other games. I'm anxious to play some of the AAA titles. Not so anxious about the Battle Royale, but Darwin Project I probably will pick up. Um, not gonna die in PUBG. I'll watch other people die. <laughs> I'll die my ass off. I don't care. I will say this. This is my final statement for the day mm. on E3. Mm-hmm. I think we are at a threshold. I don't want to say a crossroads, but a threshold. Mm-hmm. From here, we do go up. What that up looks like, we can't see yet because we can't see that far. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be very interesting to watch the next couple of years in the gaming industry to see how shit develops. I'm excited, tentatively, but I'm also hyper aware that I'm a poor motherfucker. And I ain't buying all this fancy shit. So, yeah, I'm a little cautious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I think we're in a, a sweet spot. We'll be in this console generation, this... this, this uh, advanced generation of consoles for a while because there's mm-hmm. nowhere to go. Game the the yeah the true. games can't push boundaries on what they're on what they're putting out for in turn for the Xbox One X and probably the PlayStation 4 Pro. Games can't push those boundaries yet. So I think no. we might see a really long cycle here. We might. And in the meantime, we're going to be changing the name of this podcast to Rich Gamer, Poor Gamer, <laughs> so that you can get all the perspectives. And we believe in truth and advertising, so we'll be offering that for you exclusively. Listeners of the current Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast. We are not changing the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you Fine. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm anxious. Perhaps I'm if you excited. pay us. I'm excited, too. There are some good games coming. And there will always be. This is one thing I've learned in the past couple of years. There will always be enough games to play. Oh, yeah. But you know what? We forgot to mention the biggest thing. Not biggest. Or what was the biggest thing? Shit, what was the biggest thing? One of the big, big things. Backwards compatibility for the original Xbox games. <sighs> oh, you a hateful motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's cool. It is cool. But also, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, what do I really want to play again? Okay. I 
played all that shit. I played like all that shit. But okay, so think about it. I mean, think about all the stuff we all wanted I did our back kids then was to play. Smoke pot and sit on my couch. That's true. That's a good point. I mean, because I've had to pull out old consoles for my kid to play stuff. And I still do because sometimes I wanted to have that original experience on the original console rather than playing on virtual console. Or, on that big ass controller. Right. But oh, and then re- did you see they're releasing a new one? Yes. The big the big Xbox ham sandwich. They're releasing a yes. new one for the Xbox. It's going to be for the Xbox one. You should have seen my face. I was like, why? Who would want that thing? I have big hands. I have big hands for a woman. Not us. And I, and I had trouble with that controller. I cannot believe they're doing that. That's a straight up dude bro move right there. Mm-hmm. That is a straight up dude bro move. But that being said, the, the re-release of, uh, or the backward compatibility for the Xbox One, uh, the Xbox original games, I think is a huge thing in terms of thinking about game preservation. And Shannon Loftus, that's true, from Microsoft, kind of teased that before E3. So when they came out and said that, and I was like, oh my god, that's what she was talking about. I think that's a huge step toward game preservation, and I think that as game scholars, that will also add a lot. Right, because it is great yeah. that we'll have those things available in theory, but I'm also like, eh, what do I want to play? I don't care. So, like, I'm torn as with many things. So I'm like, that's cool, but also okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I am just a hater. Mm-hmm. Maybe you are. I'm a hater. Is that the new song for the podcast? It's always a new song for you. <laughs> I'm a hater. I'm even scrolling through the list right now, and I'm like, I don't want to play any of this. What about the nope. original Fable? Nope. Girl, don't get me started on that shit. <laughs> Where you can be anything you want. Anything you want. As long as what you want to be ain't a woman, you can be anything. <laughs> As long as what you want to be is a white man, anything. Mm-mm. No. Aw. I mean, you can play Half-Life 2. Yeah. We... I think there's some possibilities. We didn't play that 400 times. I think there's, there's going to be some possibilities, right? I mean, so even like I said, stuff you want your kids to play. Okay. I'm a hater. All right. On that note, at least you start to sing about how she's a hater. So on that manhunt, huh? Manhunt. Manhunt. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let our kids play manhunt. Yes, I think that's exactly what my child was to play. Not. Um. Mm. Oh, Ninja Gaiden though. Xbox Ninja Gaiden was good. That's true. Okay. There's stuff. I'm scrolling through the list right now, so I'm like, uh, I'm trying to get excited about one thing that might be the only thing. You'll, you'll be surprised at what comes out. The thing you is, like, they've already... Stuff you've forgotten. But, Sam, they've already remastered and re-released and redone and re-this and recollected. For real? All of them. What? Shrek? You play Shrek. Shut up. Woo! Shut up. All right. On that note, <laughs> we're going to rain in the haterade over here. 
Haterade. Um, I think that's going to bring us to the end of episode 154 where we talk about all the wonderful things and not so wonderful things. <laughs> and the Haterade. And the Haterade that we've seen coming out of uh, E3 2017. So, until next time, where we have wonderful conversations with wonderful folks about the wonderful things or not so wonderful things. We would, as usual, like to say, stay warm, stay cool, not warm. It's hot as fuck outside. Stay cool. Oh, shit. (laughs) Stay calm. Pre-order lots of games. Hate on. And as always, my friends, (laughs) hate on. Game on.